Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Matthias Obludziner. So a little bit about Matthias. He is a leadership and communication specialist. Uh, he is an English and Spanish bilingual leadership and communications professional with 20 years of experience in the United States and Latin America. He has an extensive track record in the investment and finance industry, supporting both leaders and high potential professionals. He also is the author of the book, The Expanding Circle how genuine leaders connect with themselves, connect with others, and, makes a, and make a difference. Matthias, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here, Jen, and, and hello, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one thing I like to do for fun since uh, 2020 happened is I do mental health check-ins, and I like to ask people how they're doing. So Matthias, how have you really been doing nowadays? <laughs> I would say pandemic, okay. I'm fine. <laughs> Good. It's been like a crazy time for, for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're getting through it anyway. And the fact that you're here having a conversation with me tells me that you're doing all right. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we are. We are yeah. Yes. Yes. Actually, you know, um, I don't want to, to jump too much ahead, but I can tell you, well, I... I am originally from Argentina, but I've been living in the U.S. for more than 15 years. And mm. my wife is American. My son, I have a three-year-old now, three-year-old. He's American. And this year, we came to Argentina with the idea for my wife, especially, to get to know my home country yeah. and COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> she didn't have a lot of opportunity to really travel around and get to know the country she she goes to the supermarket sometimes that's like a, we've been in quarantine for a long time but now it's getting yeah. a bit here is summer so that helps yeah well I'm, I'm really happy to hear that i you know despite the pandemic i'm curious to know um has your wife shared with you like what uh has been the biggest culture shock for her so far being in Ar argentina Ah, it's difficult. It's a good question. It's difficult. This is gonna go public, so I am a little bit afraid oh. of like saying saying like um, this is her like um, cultural job shock, and perhaps it's not. And um, but it's um, it's a bit different, you know. Argentina is a Latin culture, so it's a little bit more uh, informal. When people tell you like I will be there at ten, they don't mean at ten. They mean like. <laughs> Right. But she she's great. She's very good at adjusting. And yeah. It's amazing to be in a different country. It helps you see things from from a different perspective. It's yeah. I think that it, it's a great life experience. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we don't want to speak on her behalf, but I am curious to know, like, what has that <laughs> what has that experience been like for you? You know, to witness your wife and your child um, coming to your home country, like, what what was that experience like for you? Amazing, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I to see my wife um, getting to know where I grew up and understanding perhaps a little bit more, like things that she thought that it was just me and now it's like, oh all Argentinians are the same. It's like <laughs> but it's 
Um, I, yeah, I admire her. I, I admire how she went through all the, the pandemic in a different place. The idea originally was for her family to come here, visit often and be with my son. And well, mm -hmm. that didn't happen. So it's been a, a little bit rough, but fine. And yeah. as most people, so... Yeah, but enough about like all this. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, I always like to ask those. I also, I like to kind of pry a little, a little bit. If no, you it's fine, it's fine. But it's it sounds fine. like it sounds like you have an amazing wife and an amazing family, and it, it must be an amazing experience to be witnessing, you know, their first time experience, like you know, getting adjusted to a new culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because my parents are originally from the Philippines, and mm -hmm. when they, um, when my dad joined the military, uh, one of the first places as they were stationed um, as, a, as an American um, uh, service member was in Japan. And so I'm just, you know, it's just interesting to think about the different cultures my family dealt yeah. with before moving to America. So that's why I was kind of prying. I was like, huh, how is that like on an American perspective going somewhere else? <laughs> well, and in my case, being from Argentina, I, I basically, I changed my life. I moved to the U.S., Washington, yeah. um, a different yeah, and it opens up your mind. Yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. Well, let's go ahead and transition because you did mention that you've lived in uh, DC for about fifteen years, and yes. um, you know, you um, I imagine that you built a whole career out there uh, to where where you are today as a leadership and commu well, communication specialist. So, no, it's, uh, continue with this thing about like getting to know people from other places, different cultures. What I did, I went to study on a Fulbright scholarship. And which Very basically cool. is a program from the U.S. and they, they take you to the U.S. to do a master's degree. And when I finish, I stay working for the World Bank. Mm. And so there, you have a lot of stories from people. It, it's like you have people from everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so being in communications and in leadership and organizational development, which is what I do, and basically you work with people. Yeah. And we work we, we work with people how they relate to each other and it's amazing to see um, different different cultures getting together and yeah. that enriches you as professional and as a person that's why it's like uh, for me sometimes people tell me okay what are the five tips of how to be a, a, an effective leader or communicate effectively well it's Usually, I mean, there are some tips, some things that you can think about, but it's not a formula for, in general, it's not a formula that applies in, in every case, in every setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, it's funny. I was just uh, sharing with my husband the other day because he was all like, um, he's been interviewing people himself for like our business. And he's all like, how do you just, yes. I just do like small talk. And I was like, well, you have to like, I mean, it, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain to like build a relationship. Yeah, there's like acronyms, like, like I shared with him the acronym form, which um, F stands for, um, oh man, I'm like drawing a blank right now. <laughs> it's, um, Kind of like, where are you from? Occupation, recreation. Oh, family. Yeah. F stands for family. Yeah. O stands for occupation. Yeah, recreation yeah. and motivation. And it was okay. funny. He's, he's all like, why didn't you share this with me from the very beginning? And I was like, well, because I don't, I don't think of that. You know, like, it, I, maybe it's just because it's already ingrained in me to, like, bring that up in conversation. But, you know, mm -hmm. if, I, if I try to follow, like, a formula to communicate with people, I'm sure people will be able to see that. Like, they'll be able to see, like, how mechanical I'm, I'm trying to be. 
It's not, it's not mechanical. I mean, I, I get what you are saying. And, mm -hmm. But going back to, to the, what happens when you're in a new culture, you need to be, and if we talk about building relationships and communicating, I think that you need to be more aware. Mm. You, the situation pushes you to, to be aware, to, to get to understand yourself and to pay attention to others. And so in a way it's like, okay, this is more difficult. I don't know how to communicate, but if you really try, if you really commit to do, uh, to do that and you work with yourself to understand others, to be open-minded, it ends up being that in a way you become a very good communicator. Mm -hmm. Because you pay attention to others, mm -hmm. which is the key to good communications, even in your culture. But in your culture, many times, it, you just take things for granted. Mm -hmm. so you, and, and sometimes you just don't pay attention to it. It's like you, you, you behave mechanically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthias, let's talk, uh, if, if we can talk a little bit more about uh, paying attention um, yes. and being more intentional, can you give us maybe the how-tos to do that? Because as you said, some people, they're just not paying attention, you know? And then if they do, if they try to be intentional, they could almost uh, sabotage it and be too mechanical about it, right? So tell me a little bit about maybe how you teach people to kind of pay more attention and, and be present in yes. communicating with people. Okay. So what I would say I don't, teach what I do with my clients, I, I work with them, I, I mm. go with them while they go through their, their, pro, their process. For every person is different, mm -hmm. but what I, for instance, what I describe in my book, The, the Expanding Circle, is, okay, we can, every person is unique mm -hmm. if they are going to find their genuine way of communicating and establishing relationships with others. But we can see a, a few patterns that are quite common. Mm -hmm. And if you want, it's a method of approaching this. It's not that it's exactly the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's like first to understand them, themselves, what motivates them, what's mm -hmm. the, the why, why they are, why I am in this conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like what, what I'm, I'm doing, it's just like, because I was told to, or, or really there is something that ticks inside me. And, and that takes time, takes practice, takes like uh, uh, getting into jobs many times that uh, you feel that you don't belong until you say, okay, mm. this, is, this is my place. Mm -hmm. and, and then is, and, and then, I mean, it's a bit more complex. It's like uh, how you do that, that there is a process, there is, uh, you tell your own story, your own like personal professional story, and that's a way for you to articulate, to clarify who you want to be as a leader or as a professional. And, and at the same time, that helps other people understand who you are, what motivates you, what you care, what you stand for. And, and when you communicate in that way, opening, sharing your personal story. And I'm not talking about like super private things. I'm talking about like personal, professional story. Um, but we can mm -hmm. talk about your family as we were just talking in the beginning of this podcast. And so that creates trust. It's like, okay, you, you are like, you're a human being. You're not just my boss. So I trust you. I feel fine with you. And then it comes 
to focus on, on the other. And actually that's the key to really listen. You have your own story, but other people have their own story too. And it's about understanding those stories. It's not just, oh, I'm listening to you and I'm waiting for you to stop talking so I will talk. It's right. about being curious and asking questions and being focused on the other, not in, on something else. And that's practice. It's like, like those people who say, I do meditation. And it's like, okay, your mind goes somewhere, but you always need to come back. It's like practice. It's the same. Right. It's practice. And not every day is, it, it is it's great. Mm-hmm. And then under, by understanding your, uh, other people's stories, and also understanding yourself. And it's, if you want a dialectic relationship, the more you understand others, the more you understand yourself. So while that happens, as a leader, you can start to mold, to share, to shape, let's say, a shared story, a shared narrative. Mm. Like a, a story, it's not just my story and your story. This is our story. We're on this together. And this is our purpose. This is the direction where we are going. And it makes sense for you because in a way we did this together and it reflects also what I learned from you. Yeah, I really love that. So, you know, just to kind of recap, uh, starting with understanding why you're part of this conversation to begin with, like, what are you trying to get out of this? Um, it gets me to think about like how I love podcasting and, and my why and why I chat with people such as yourself is I'm yeah. trying to find common ground. I'm trying to humanize you. And in humanizing yeah. you, I feel human and I feel like we can have a good conversation going on, you know, and, uh, and ultimately trying to build mm-hmm. that trust. Um, and I like how you said at the very end is once we understand each other like in understanding you I understand myself um, from there you your stories intertwine and now you have this this shared experience a shared story together and I think I think that's really powerful yeah and once you do that it's not just because you you can say okay leadership it's not just about like creating this shared narrative you need a, a good business idea to implement mm-hmm. you need a good the right strategy and that's all true what I'm saying is that these communications, these, this kind of relating, creating trust with others is what then helps everybody to work towards a common goal. And yes, you need a, a good business idea. If not, it doesn't matter that you connect with others if you, you get the, the, the practical things like wrong. But what happens is that if as a leader, as an entrepreneur, let's say, you get the, the, the business idea wrong, but you really created trust. You really created a, a team that works as a team, works together. Those people will have your back. And mm-hmm. if chances are if you get it wrong, they will support you and they will give you another chance. If you don't create that trust, the minute you get it wrong, they will say, okay, thank you. Let's do something. Let's move right. on. Right. I like that because, you know, like you said, fundamentally, it's about building that relationship, that that connection, that common ground, that shared story um, so that you could work toward a common goal. And even if it doesn't work out, um, the trust is still there and they'll still be willing to maybe explore other projects or goals with you. Yes. Yes. That, that's the idea. 
Yeah. Well, can you give us just maybe a, a case study, you know, a scenario where a client works with you and, and uh, take us through that process of what it would look like to, you know, have someone walk in your doors and say, I want you, to, I want to hire you, help me out here. <laughs> okay. I can, I can tell you, you know, in, in my book, what I do is based on, on my own experience, experience working with leaders. Mm-hmm. And I've been lucky to work with a number of very, very talented leaders and genuine, authentic leaders, mm-hmm. and then based on more than 3,000 interviews that I did and the latest data available, um, the research available, I created like a framework, this expands, expanding, expanding um, circle framework, mm-hmm. which basically is like, it's a little bit what we were talking. It's like you have your, your inner circle, which is this understanding that you have like self understanding. Mm-hmm. You have your outer outer circle, which is how you connect with the others. And when you manage to align the choice, when you you expand your influence. And then in the book, what you have is like a number of uh, examples of people like mainly people I work for um, during my career. Mm-hmm. They were like, really kind enough to uh, to reconnect to connect with me for the book and. And be open and, and and accept to to be featured in the book. So let's see. I mean, I can give you, for instance, um, let's see. Um, let's do. Uh, th- there was like a, a, this VP at the World Bank, Rachel Kite, and she is now the she's now the the dean of the Fletcher School at Taft University, which is, as you probably know, it's one of the most traditional and prestigious international relations schools in the U.S. But Mm. let me highlight the traditional schools. And so Rachel was, she's an activist, even before getting um, in in the World Bank, and then she she was like, like, like special envoy of the Secretary General at the U.N., before all that, she was a social and environmental activist. And if you get to know her, you, you understand. She's not, um, she, she, she shakes things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what she did at the World Bank, not, 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 no doubt. Mm-hmm. And then after like a life, uh, many years of these jobs that require her to travel from one place to the other, she uh, and her, her um, wife, they have like two kids and they wanted little little kids, uh, almost, no, actually almost teenagers, and they wanted to settle down a little bit. So there was, now we are getting into this like um, personal circle. Mm-hmm. And then they needed, there was something in the motivation and they needed to settle down and, and not travel that much. And and she wanted something different, and she, her kids were getting like a, a, about to start a, in, to get into the teenage years. Mm-hmm. So there was something about being with young people. Okay, and she was hired to be the dean of the Fletcher School to modernize, if you want. I mean, probably she wouldn't like me to say modernize, but basically, it, let's say that to modern to to yeah to to yeah. to make. The school uh, to tailor the school for the needs of the 21st century, let's mm-hmm. say. But they needed somebody to shake a little bit the, the school. Mm-hmm. And, 
And she was, she has a master's degree. She has like an amazing career, but she, she's not a researcher. She doesn't have a PhD. Mm-hmm. And so there was a little bit, it's difficult how you get there. And so from the very beginning, she went, she engaged with the students, with the, you know, the, the university has different like communications, like uh, outlets, uh, newspaper, newsletter, podcast, um, town halls. And, and so, we, and she went with like her personal story, personal professional story about like how to, 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 to be the first like woman to sit at the, at the board mm-hmm. um, on a on a board where everybody else was, was like white and male, um, how to be like gay in environments and at the time when perhaps it was not that common and the courage that you needed to have and the development projects in very difficult places that she had um, run. And so she started building this trust with this first with the students who went to study international relations because they wanted to make a difference, then with alumni and donors. And that's how she, from her personal experience, created trust and said, okay, I have my own curriculum experience. You're in good hands. And, and I am the right person to lead the school to, to the next phase. Mm-hmm. And that's how she created this consensus that she needed. And well, she's in the middle of this, this process. But that way of communicating, I think that was very, very important and very genuine. Somebody else wouldn't have been able to do exactly the same in the same, with the same stories. It's like very, it works for her. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's powerful. It's, it's, really going back to what you said, like knowing, um, like having that inner circle, like that maybe inner relationship with yourself and like knowing your why and your story um, so that you know how to show up in the world and know that you are uniquely made to provide a unique, you know, type of value on this world. And and only she could have done that. Like no one else could have replicated that. I mean, they could try, but it wouldn't look as good. You know, it probably would would look a little different, right? (laughs) I really like what you just said. You are, and you, you said you are uniquely made. Mm-hmm. Did you say that? I, I, I love that because in a way it's like appreciate who you are, everything, everything that you are. I, yeah, learn from others. As we are saying, it's all about connecting with others, learning from others, listening to others, but don't try to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there was a, there's this quote that I, heard somewhere where it's like, we, we spend all our lives, we spend all our lives just trying to um, come back to who we are really meant to be something like that. I'm probably butchering it. I I love the idea of like, you know, the more another quote to say is like the most courageous thing you could do is be yourself, (laughs) you know? And so I, I love that you stress that importance of like, you know, focusing on yourself, focusing on what you're good at, your why, you know, how you want to show up in the world and understanding that only you um, can provide whatever value you have. Like only you can do that. Um, and I, I think that's so powerful. I, I think more people need to hear that, you know, no, more people need to realize that they have everything they need within themselves, you know, mm-hmm. to be successful and to, yeah, get ideas from other people and get advice. But ultimately it's your story. It's your talent and own it. <laughs> right. <laughs> own it. Yes. Own it. 
And, and I would say, because somebody might be listening to this and might say, oh, okay, so what? I am a jerk. And so <laughs> I am a win, so I go around bossing people around. No, that's not the point. We are saying this is about getting to understand yourself. Mm. And, and I doubt that the, deep inside you, what you want to be is like a jerk, but whatever. <laughs> but it's also about getting to understand others. Mm-hmm. And then creating a shared narrative, a shared purpose, a shared goal. Mm-hmm. So it's not just do whatever you want. And perhaps whatever you, your why, perhaps your, your motivation, perhaps it's not the right motivation to lead any team in any kind of organization. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a feel-good thing. It's about really uh, aligning your who you are and who other people are and what they need and what problem you are trying to solve. And as we said before, it's also all this will complement your good business ideas, your good strategy. Without a good business plan, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be enough. Yeah, fantastic. Wow. Um, I feel like we only hit the tip of the iceberg with our conversation today, uh, Matthias, but you know, obviously all good things eventually have to come to an end. So before we go, I just want to make sure I've covered all of my bases. Is there anything else you want people to know about the work that you do um, or even your book, The Expanding Circle? Well, I mean, as you're saying, it's just like a short conversation. We can have more conversations, but if, if they are interested, they can get the book for sure mm-hmm. and they can contact me and um, yeah, I mean, we can continue the conversation with, with, with people, but now I think that you covered like a, a nice overview. Good. Well, I'm glad. It's it's always important for me to make our guests feel like they've been able to feature the best version of their themselves on the show and make sure I don't have anything fall through the cracks. So I'm glad that you feel like we're very thorough yeah. in our conversation today. Let's give people the website if you want. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, in wrapping up, once again, I want to let you all know that this is Matthias Oblutziner, who is uh, a leadership and communication specialist. You can learn more about him and his company at his website, matioblu.com, which is spelled M-A-T-I-O-B-L-U.com. So again, that's M-A-T-I-O-B-L-U.com. Matthias, before we go, any closing thoughts? Just to say thank you. I felt very comfortable. And thank you for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. All right. Uh, Thank you again to our listeners for joining us today. We look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? 
Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.